Hi, I'm Keith Bruning, Interim CEO for the City of Philadelphia's Division of Aviation, and you're listening to Taking Off with PHL. The Philadelphia International Airport is always looking for ways to evolve so we can better serve our passengers, stakeholders, and employees. One way we believe we could better achieve this is by making the Philadelphia International Airport, which is currently a division within the City of Philadelphia, into a standalone department. This past May, Philadelphia City Council approved a ballot measure that would pave the way to do just that. And now it's up to the voters to vote on the measure on election day to turn it into law. So when you head to the polls on November 8th, in addition to voting for your favorite candidates, please look for the charter change questions, which are usually at the end of the ballot. And joining me now is Philadelphia International Airport Director of Government Affairs, Shane Dow. Shane, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Keith. So some background for our listeners. The Division of Aviation, which operates the Philadelphia International Airport, is currently a division within the Department of Commerce. We have a great working relationship with the Commerce Department and the Commerce Director and NATO. And it's a relationship that will continue even when the ballot measure passes. Shane, I think it's really important we boil down the need for this change. The airport is not a square peg in a round hole department. We have lots of different tentacles that reach into all of the other city departments. This change would essentially institutionalize the streamlining of process, projects, and whatnot that would benefit the city and the passengers. Shane, can you give us some examples and expand on this just a little bit? Yes. Thanks, Keith. And and this is actually something that could have a tangible impact on our passengers. The airport right now has the ability to act on grants and contracts as granted through the city. This is an ability that was afforded to the airport on behalf of this current administration. Big picture, the way that really benefits passengers is this means real-time, hey, if the airport's building a project, completing a project, if we're building a new piece of terminal infrastructure and we've got a grant or a contract that needs to be executed in order to make that project a reality, this charter change is going to help us do that in a more efficient manner. That means your infrastructure, your leases, your grants, all of these different pieces of important infrastructure that folks benefit from at the airport, whether it's as small as a concessionaire lease for a Starbucks or as big as a, as a, as a terminal complex, you know, as big as a, a grant for a terminal construction, all of these things will move more efficiently with this charter change, allowing the airport to manage processes with respect to accepting these grants and executing these leases more efficiently. Shane, thank you for that explanation about, uh, you know, the process and, and how that would, you know, benefit the airport from an administrative standpoint. But how is this going to affect our passengers and stakeholders? Can you talk a little bit about how this charter change would benefit them? Cargo growth is kind of a big piece of this, right, Keith? Everybody loves to get their packages on time. When we look at the airport and where the airport's headed in the future, we need the ability to be able to adapt to a changing industry. This specific change to the charter will allow for new positions to be created at PHL that will be specific to airport and industry needs. So that means in the future, if the airport needs a subject matter expert in a specific airport industry role, we will have the ability and we'll 
have been afforded the ability to create this position, which can really help us keep a better finger on the pulse of what's going on across aviation, but stay on top of some of the really important things that are going on locally and across the region. That talks about, you know, some theoretical things that, uh, that we would work on. Do you have any examples of possibly new roles or things that uh, we've done here that we could do with this charter change? One of the places where I constantly keep coming back to is within our guest experience unit. That is traditionally a role that is specific only to the airport, right? Because we are such a unique entity within the city that we've created our own guest experience team. Having the ability to create these new positions and fill these new roles, passengers will now have the ability to benefit from positions like our guest experiences team that deal solely with making sure that the passenger's experience from arrival to departure is top notch. That is a really, that's a great example of one. It's one that, you know, I know we've talked about internally is priority uh, amongst kind of positions moving forward. You know, we've got a great team already. I know that, you know, this is definitely something that when we talk about important roles that the airport has created or is looking to continue to create that this charter change would would specifically benefit us by. This charter change affords us the ability to create new positions at the airport that, as we noted earlier, are specific to aviation or industry needs. Well, one of those specific areas is within guest experience. That is a really competitive space that airports spend a good deal of money on, trying to attract top-tier talent, trying to attract, bring in the right resources to ensure that passengers have a welcome and a pleasurable experience from arrival to departure. By having the ability to create these new roles, guest experience is one of the specific areas that, that I know recently would absolutely benefit from this new ability. The airport industry is rather small when you look at us uh, in number of airports. And here in Philadelphia, like uh, the rest of the industry, we're constantly comparing ourselves to peer airports to see what are the best practices, what's been done or successful someplace else. Guest experience was clearly one of those that we've benefited from. So as we think about the charter change, we looked at other peer airports that are city or municipally owned, airports uh, or cities such as Chicago, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Denver, and maybe even some more. Shane, when we look at those and the governance structure, what did we find? It was interesting. We found out that airports themselves, when we talk about governance structures, some airports are, are what we would refer to as authorities. They're, they're port authorities where they're not necessarily directly owned by a, a city or, 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 or a county. The airports that we found that are peers that are owned by cities, they tend to treat airports and house airports as departments within their governing structure. So when we looked at that and we looked at kind of the national picture with respect to airports falling under that umbrella and the gravitas obviously associated with that, reporting almost directly to their mayors up through the city org charts, we really looked at how can we as a city better align the future of the airport and the economic benefit associated with having the airport within city organizational structure, right? And that was something that we had the conversation with the mayor's office about and really got them to understand this is, this is something that not only benefits the airport, it benefits the region. Providing the airport with the ability to be organizationally further up within, within city government, it provides better access, it provides a variety of different things, but 
I think most importantly is it shows a commitment, right, from the city to further grow and advance in kind of the aviation realm at the airport. Yeah, and this puts us on a level playing field, so to speak, with, uh, with our peer airports to help us compete better with them. So, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, who we are and, and how we got to uh, come to this decision, but getting the charter change onto the ballot was not an easy feat. Maybe you could explain to the listeners a little bit about how that process works and what we went through in order to get it onto the ballot. Sure. Well, with, with every ballot measure or charter change, the process begins with city council and it ends with the public. So we were very fortunate to have very strong support from, from members of city council, specifically Councilman Kenyatta Johnson, and also from the mayor's office as well, that really understood this issue very intimately, championed this issue, both the councilman and the mayor, and really remained focused on, on trying to get this done. We were able to achieve that support because we have a singular focus, and that's all about how we can best serve our customers, our stakeholders, our employees, which translates into the entire region. Yep, exactly. Shane, thank you very much for uh, the explanation and the dialogue, but that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you very much for joining me. I'm Keith Rooney, and thank you for listening to Taking Off with PHL.